Welcome to episode 9 of the Talk Tonight podcast where this week I was joined by one of my most favourite Instagram accounts, the NY Roamer. Ashley joined me remotely from upstate New York where she's staying with her parents at the moment because New York's still in lockdown and we talked about her photography, her amazing photography, music and some things that inspire her and she also gave out some brilliant advice for, again, aspiring photographers. Check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Tonight podcast. This is episode nine now, would you believe? We're coming to the end of season one. It's been such a ride and a thrill to be joined uh, this evening. Finally, I record a podcast at night. Usually I do it in the afternoon. I don't know why I called it Talk Tonight, but there you go. Uh, I'm joined from Ashley, who is part of, or is the creator of one of my most favourite Instagram accounts. Uh, how are you doing, Ashley? How How's things been? I'm doing great, thank you. In the midst of the craziness with uh, coronavirus, doing real well. Thanks for having me. That's the kind of question I always start with because we've been doing all these podcasts remotely and it's kind of just like, how have you been coping with lockdown? I know that just off kind of air before we started recording tonight, you mentioned about you, you've moved home and you've not been able to get back to New York City and yeah. stuff. So how are you finding the transition? Are you being able to work from home okay? And, and are you enjoying it? Or like, are you just wanting to get back to your home? How are you feeling about sure. it Sure. Yeah, well, it's, you know what it is? It's very different. And not necessarily that different is bad, but it's it's definitely not New York City. Um, <laughs> it's It's sort of like country living and, you know, luckily my parents are on a lake, so the scenery is just beautiful, but it's just, it's a far cry from the hustle and bustle of New York City, <laughs> you know, so it takes some getting accustomed to, but uh, hopefully when this is all over, I'll be able to get back to life in New York. I know it's been a crazy time. I don't know what the situation in terms of the, I don't know, we've got a phased approach here in Scotland and it's, yes. we're coming up to this Thursday, actually it'll be tomorrow. The government will announce, I think, phase two. So it means we can actually go and spend some time with friends and family and be in their house. We weren't been able to do that before. So oh wow! What, what stage are you? Uh, uh, I know there's a, well, there's a lot going on in America at the moment. But um, what, do you know what stage you're at, or how close are you to getting home? Yes. So I think, if I'm understanding correctly, that we are approaching phase two. And phase two, it's my understanding, is. There are there are restaurants that are open, but only for takeout. And I'm I know that up here, and I'm not quite sure. Like in New York City, I know up here we are able to. I have not. I've been really stringent with things, but we're able to go to a restaurant and eat outside. Of course, social distancing. You know, have yeah. a mask and everything like that. So, um, I you know I don't think retail or anything like that is open yet. And I'm not sure, actually, that you could do that in New York. I know that there's, like, takeout in New York City. Um, but my understanding is that we're in phase two, sort of very slowly transitioning into that. <laughs> it's so crazy. I know that, that obviously, so there's a lot going on in America with the, the Black Lives Matter situation yes. and, and George Floyd. How are you kind of feeling about 
the, the, America at the moment in terms of the the leadership and things like that. Well, obviously, I don't want to get too like political, but political. I, yeah, I know. Well, you know how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've seen I've seen tweets and things like that, but. Is it? Is it? Do you think this? What's happened recently? with obviously the George Floyd thing. Is this a an opportunity? It's a shame that something like this happens, and I know it's happened a lot. But is this a great opportunity now for, to make some big changes? And and you know, people are fighting the power and going out on the streets again. Is it liberating to see? Do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I really. And you're right. I mean, it's a shame that it took something as tragic as the George Floyd thing, but. You know, looking at the glass half full, I certainly think that it is a momentous occasion because it really has enabled change. And yes, I mean, people are using their voices and protesting. And I think, I I mean, I really feel that it's been just in the short time so impactful. You know, I know that there's a lot that goes with it and, and I don't certainly, you know, appreciate the looting and everything like that. But the idea that people are out there and using their voice for change, I just think it's such a wonderful thing. And yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so much going on. I agree. Like politically, it's, oh, it's just been a rough four years. But in terms of where we are now, I I really think that this is a good thing. And I, I hope that things change because it's, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, right? there's all these things happen that don't get reported in the news. We see different yes. things. Social media is huge now because it exposes some of these things that are going on in the, the mainstream channels, especially over here as well. They just don't report on it. And even this right. morning on one of the biggest stations in, in the UK, they you know they got pulled up about it by an interviewee said, you know, why are you not reporting on these key matters? You're just picking the ones that will make a biggest news story and it's happening across the world. And so, yeah, it's hopefully... You know, hopefully, fingers crossed that we'll start to see some changes across the globe. I think coronavirus has uh, helped people in in a, in a way, a positive way. I know that's it's quite a negative thing, but in a positive way, people have been I've been saying on other podcasts, mending relationships. You know, uh, yes. speaking to people again. You know, just contacting people, spending time with family. So, all this when we get out of all this, we might see a better world all around. <laughs> but. I agree. I know. And I mean, it's a shame that, right, sometimes these negative things have to happen to sort of, you know, precipitate change. But it is so true. I mean, it's just been such a wild, I can't even say weeks at this point, right? few months yeah. for just the this'll, world. But yeah. This will go down in history, I think, this year, I think. Yes. it's. I know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. But I mean, I agree. I really do feel that, like, with coronavirus, it has at least enabled us or, or me personally to just probably connect on a better level with so many of my friends and family. I mean, again, like, when would I ever leave New York City and be, you know, not necessarily stuck up here, but like with my parents for three months, it's like I'm back in high school again. (laughs) I mean, it's an adjustment, but it is, um, it's definitely been, I think, great just to FaceTime so many people and just stay connected to people and, you know, just sort of work on, I guess... (sighs) introspection a little yeah, bit i've been the same right? i've been thinking about life a lot and we've just had a yes uh, uh our daughter um we've got two daughters we've just had a daughter in in december so she's six oh, months congrats. thank you she's six months old now and we're just oh. thinking about the world she's coming up in and we're just trying to keep her safe right. and, and stuff so all these things go through your mind and it's it's crazy but i just love actually how I, I i think i might be right you can tell me if i'm wrong but i can hear the birds tweeting in the background there like that's yes. just like 
Like yes, you can hear is... Narnia. I know. See, this is what I mean. In New York City, I'd be hearing cabs and people yelling at each other, and you know the brakes of cars. So yes, you oh, can hear the beautiful. people tweeting. Guys, I like <laughs> anyone listening, and I will share some of uh, the stories and stuff and pictures that uh, Ashley puts up in uh, New York upstate at her parents. It is the most dreamy situation <laughs> that anyone could Thank be you. in. Ashley, obviously, one of the main loves for me and in, in, in wanting to get you on the podcast and I know yes. you, I know you said you're like oh I don't know I don't really do these sort of things but it was just <laughs> I really wanted to talk about your photography and your your Instagram account now I found your account maybe a year or so ago and just Aww. the pictures are just like to me it just makes me think of obviously New York but obviously like visions of Bob Dylan visions of Cameron Crowe Vanilla Sky oh that means so much to yeah, me yeah it's I, just like I'm, this yeah, is... I love to hear. I love that. I love actually. I don't know if you know the movie Vanilla Sky, Cameron Crowe. Yeah, yeah. Love that movie. Yes, but um, I thank you so much for that because that that means so much to me, and that's really what I sort of seek when I'm photographing New York. It's it's the pictures that like obviously I will share out the account so people can follow and and look back through some of these pictures and. I know that you obviously you're restricted at the moment what you can sort of shoot, I suppose, in in uh, yeah. terms of where you are. But some of the yeah, the one I mentioned, there's a lot of I know you use a, you go for a lot of black and white sort of photos yes. and things like that. But the yeah, the, the Bob Dylan thing was it's it's features throughout. I think it's just obviously some of his album covers that way it's shot. And I know that the uh, Vanilla Sky movie was one of my favourite movies. Just oh, the way Cameron yes. Crowe and his music that he puts in. I've said it in some of the other podcasts, some other guests. I always use it as sort of like a visual for people. But it's just like that's where it sits with me. And I just like every time you put it, I put a picture up. It was just. It just gave the hairs on my neck just stood up and wanting to be back Aww. in New York and things and how where did you get the idea to kind of but I know that obviously it was a passion of yours to kind of shoot photography but where did you get the idea to kind of like start sharing it with people what made you want to do that sure well you know it's funny that you ask because I I had sort of I'd say about 10 years ago or something, um, my father had just, he had gotten me a camera, you know, just a DSLR camera that, you know, I started taking pictures just on special occasions, like going, you know, we'd go on vacation and I'd use it, but it was just kind of heavy and bulky to sort of just lug around with me. Right. So, you know, I would use it occasionally and it, it, it was something that interested me, but it was just sort of like this side hobby, if you will. Right. Um, and then it was like, okay, so I got an iPhone and I was just kind of, you know, taking mobile pictures, mobile photography, and I don't even know, you know, how, definitely over five years ago, I joined Instagram. But so I just sort of, I think a friend of mine had Instagram and I was like, oh, I'll get it. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever this is. Right. Just, I mean, really having no idea. And it's like, oh my gosh, I go back and I look, <laughs> I'm sure like many of us, I look back at my feed and I'm like, I'm humiliated. Like, what was I thinking? I was just, you know, shooting just random pictures with my iPhone. Like, oh, this is my breakfast or this is my lunch and blah, blah, blah. So it really started out as just a very loose hobby, if you will, you know, okay, it's, you know, social media, whatever, I'll just share this, share that, blah, blah, blah. Well, I started to sort of become, I think, just from being on Instagram, much more interested in sort of the artistic component, you know, photography, and like, what is a good picture and everything like that. So I sort of started to become interested in photography. And I think that sort of 
you know, sharpened my skills a little bit and I became a little bit more selective about what I wanted to, to put on my feed, you yeah. know, and it, and it probably wasn't until I'd say about five years ago when I, I actually ended up getting a, a mirrorless camera, you know, a Sony Alpha, um, smaller camera that I could really carry around that I really started to become interested in photography. And I feel in a sense, like everything sort of came together at that point. It was, I, I guess maybe my eye got a little better and I sort of, reached this point where it was like, you know what? I'm not interested in like the bright blue sky, sunshiny days of New York. I'm much more interested, like you talked about the Bob Dylan vanilla sky. I'm much more interested in a sense, the the moody component, yeah. the dramatic component, you know, and, and almost sort of vintage, if you will. You yeah. know, I love looking back at like the grainy black and white film picture. I mean, I just find them so gorgeous. They speak to me so much. So I feel like it started out as just a hobby and, and it's still a passionate hobby. I mean, it's not my job, but I'm much more selective about what I like and, and what I'll post really too. Yeah, I think Instagram has changed a lot in the last few years yes. and like algorithms and and, and yes. people telling you that you must post between seven and nine at night. And, right. and, and, and like, I don't want to do that. If I want to wake up and post, like, <laughs> my insights tell me I should be posting early mornings. And I'm like, well, I don't want to maybe have a, a lie in or, or sit, <laughs> sit with my daughter. Or maybe I've got some work to do. But it, right. I, I, I just want to post when I want. So Instagram exactly. has, has changed a lot. But what I love about some of the the themes and things running through, like you said there, it's sort of like a, a dark edge to it, which I really like about New York. And they've got, yeah. I think there's nowhere else that probably you could take black and white pictures and they look so good and it can take you, make you feel emotion, emotional oh, as well. I, I, oh. I think we've got some of that in maybe Glasgow and Edinburgh. Uh, I don't uh -huh. know if you've had the chance to, to come over to Scotland yet. Uh, I think you would love no. Edinburgh. Maybe one day you look, Edinburgh uh, has a, uh -huh. a beautiful sort of buildings and textures and things like that with black oh. and white photography would look amazing. I'll, I'll get some over to you. Um, it sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but New York is obviously such a special place to many people. Oh, it is. You, you're obviously a resident there and, and you've, you've kind of obviously lived there a, a long time. What's been the biggest sort of change in the... The I don't know the the, the skyline or the the, yes. the textures of the streets or the the sort of like what has been the biggest difference you've seen in your photography that you've kind of maybe adjusted to or has it always been just the same New York from when you've been there is it always just shown that magic? Sure. Well, you know, so I grew up um, in upstate New York, and that. It's very, I mean, as you can tell by the tweeting birds here, it's very different. You know, we're about 420 miles from New York City. So it, it is very different. So I grew up in a place that was very like suburban trees. Um, you know, you got in your car, you you drove where you wanted to go and that was it. Yeah. And I always had this dream. Um, my parents used to take me to like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I just fell in love. I mean, as a little, little girl, I just fell in love with the city and the skyline and sort Sort of just the hustle and bustle of it all. So, you know, I moved there after college. Okay. Um, and I feel like with my photography, again, with it starting out as just sort of a very loose hobby, I was more interested when I started out um, in in things like, and I still can appreciate, I just feel like my, my interests have changed a little bit. I was very interested in the architecture, you know, I mean, because we have beautiful architecture, beautiful buildings, every, even structures. So I feel like in a sense, I started out sort of along those lines, like just sort of stationary figures and the architecture and sort of 
edge to New York. And I feel as my photography sort of developed, I became much more interested in in almost sort of the street photography element. Um, Right. And and I mean, the skyline certainly has changed. You know, there are much there are many more buildings and, you know, maybe eyesores. Some people think like, oh, that building is so ugly and everything like that. Again, the Central Park, um, you know, backdrop. But I feel that my sort of interest has sort of shifted a little bit. I'm much more interested in sort of almost the human element, but against the backdrop of New York, you know, um, somebody walking in like steam or something. I just think that looks again, back to sort of that Bob Dylan, you know, vintage 1970 look. I love the way that looks so moody or, you know, just some fog or some rain hitting the ground, you know? So that's, that's just what really sort of drives me and interests me. Whereas I think when I started out, it was just, Oh, look at that building. That's beautiful. Let me take a picture of that. Yeah. I mean, how do you find in New York, how do you find that? So, you know, you want to, obviously capture something and, and still, but obviously New York's yeah. so fast paced. How, right. how do you, not so much concentrate, but how do you find that moment that's, you know, right to hit the, the button on the camera and without things cutting across the camera? And, and I you know, know. What angles have, do you have to hide in a, like a, a bin or something? Right. Like that? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, I mean, you're right. It's such a fast paced. And you know, it's funny because it's sort of depending on the day. Sometimes I I love that part of it. And other times I'm like, would you just slow down already? You know, I want to take a picture and somebody's walking behind you or something like that. Um, So yes, I know exactly what you mean. And I find that, you know, I've almost come to the conclusion that I have to have more patience because correct. I mean, I may see what I think might be a great shot of somebody walking, you know, in sunlight and there's a great shadow or something like that, or light reverberations. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And I go to hit you know, the shutter button and it's like, are you kidding me? A cab drives by. So <laughs> I feel like in a sense, right. I mean, it's, it is certainly about timing, but I think it's also for me about patience and knowing that, okay, you know what, maybe if I just kind of park myself right here, I can try to sort of get that or duplicate, you know, that moment again, or maybe I'm not going to be able to do that, you know, but you're right. I mean, it's, I'm so, or we are, we all are really, I feel in New York and probably just everywhere. We're so on the go that I feel like you just have to be very quick. And sometimes you don't have time, you know, to set up those shots and have the perfect atmosphere or the perfect setting. It's just kind of like, you know what, I'm going for it. Let me try. I hope this works out. Yeah. And you get back and you can have a look and right. one thing I'm really keen on uh, throughout the, the podcast and all the episodes is that we have, um, a lot of young people that may be listening and, and wanting to get into photography. I know that Scotland's yeah. obviously a lot of beautiful scenery and then people want to travel. Hopefully when this is all over, they can get back to traveling yeah. around the world. What sort of uh, advice? I know that a lot of things these days are are led towards, you know, apps and editing and edit this, edit, 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 edit. But yes. what, what would be your advice to a young person starting out in photography who's maybe just got their first camera um, and, and they're wanting to kind of, you know, they're maybe relying on these apps that you get on the stores to kind of filter the photos. And I know that Instagram does all that option for you as well. Would you, would you tell them to kind of stray away from that and try and just be natural and, and just take what you like and... You know, yeah, I just, for me, I would. Um, I just feel, you know, I feel in a sense like I'm a bit of a purist. I mean, I know there are some great apps out there that can 
really just do anything for you. But I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you at least have to be able to, I mean, yes, these apps can edit whatever they can make a rainy day, sunny, or, you know, snow in the middle of the summertime. Okay. That's all great and everything like that. But I mean, I feel like if you are genuinely interested in photography, you probably at least have to have somewhat, I mean, not saying every technicality there is, but somewhat of an understanding of just the basic, you know, technology involved in taking a picture and photography. I mean, some understanding of shutter speed and ISO and everything like that. And I I mean, I would even say too, maybe even old fashioned, you know, taking a very basic photography class. I mean, learning the mechanics of your camera, you know, the same way that you would, you know, whatever, take an Apple class, learning your iPhone. I I think it's so important, right, to at least have that understanding. And then it's like, okay, you know what, if you want to do all these fancy apps, which I mean, I'll be quite honest with you. I have no idea all these apps. I'm still so basic. I still edit. No, I re- I was not kidding. I still edit my photos. I'm probably the only person that still edits my photos mobily. Um, I just, because I don't know how to do all those fancy tricks. And to me, that's not like, for me, my own taste, that's not such a bad thing. You know, yeah. I my photos are real. Like there's no Photoshop. I don't even know how to use it, yeah. you know? It's like part yeah. of the process for you, part of the joy, part of the bringing it yeah. all together you're not just taking a photo and then going right i'll just get this on instagram you're going home you're analyzing right. it you're looking at did i catch the mood right uh, is there emotion in in that photos i think that there's a lot of yeah. accounts in these days anyone can be a an online star or they can yes. youtube they can have music i think it's such a for a young person growing up these days really hard to be if you want to do that as your career and be noticed but i, I think my advice that I'm seeing along the way from musicians and from artists and and from obviously yourself is just to enjoy it first and then if something comes along with it don't put too much pressure on yourself because you might not find that you get that emotion or the photo that you would you'd be looking for you're concentrating too much on oh my god will I get likes for this photo and absolutely yeah I think that's a good way to think just to kind of go out and enjoy it first Right. Just go out and enjoy it. And and I agree. And that, I mean, that actually kind of makes me sad in a sense, like you were talking about how Instagram and everything has changed. I feel that, yes, people have become sort of so fixated, right, on, on almost the wrong things. It's about, you know, am I going to get uh, publicity for this photo? Or am I going to get the right number of likes? I'm, you know, just in a sense, looking for acknowledgement or validation when it's kind of like, okay, you know, that's all great. But shouldn't you be more interested in the photo itself? And if you like the photo, not, you know, it's going to be a real banger on Instagram and get 10,000 likes. And I just feel in a sense, like so many, you know, of the newer accounts these days are going about it wrong. You know, that's what they're interested in. This, this whole, like you mentioned, algorithm and everything like that. I mean, I've seen Instagram change so much from when I first started. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know necessarily for the better, but I just feel like at this point, people are so concerned with the likes. They're almost these like machines, you know, buying followers, buying likes. Yeah, that's it. You can go on Google. I could Google now and then go and buy myself 1,000 followers and then instantly, like, they don't do anything for your account, but you've got that kind of, oh, he's got 5,000 people following. It must be a good account. You could have, I've seen accounts with 200 followers that I love and it's just maybe food pictures or, yes. or stuff around Scotland. There's a, a one in my hometown, which is called Arbroath, and they just do photos, and there's one in, in Dundee, and they just, there's not, I wouldn't say that many followers, but the pictures are just take me back and remember yes. my young days and or where I used to live in Dundee, and I just love stuff like that, rather than it having to be, you know, 100,000 people following it just to be like. Right. But, 
and then you got obviously sponsorship posts and paid and I was I was interested in that actually I know you said you you, you've got you've got a full sort of a job that you run through the day yeah what's has there been anything that's stopped you from thinking about using your Instagram your photography as an influencer or or as a full-time job or is it just not for you or would you rather keep it separate you know it's one of those things where I mean I certainly do love photography and it's I, I feel at this point that it's a very, it's, it's a passion, my passionate hobby, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not even so much that like, oh, I couldn't see myself doing it, but you know what it is? I, I sort of feel at this point, New York city is a very expensive city to live in. You know, it's just expensive just to, just to exist there, you yeah. know, you even breathe and you owe money. Right. So I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I, so I, I have my job. I'm doing the quotes right now. Um, yep. I have my job that sort of pays the bills and pays my very expensive rent. And it's, it's stable. You know, it's, I know that I am going to be able to pay my rent every month. Whereas, you know, I've, I've tossed back and forth and I, I, you know, have friends and I know people on Instagram that, Yes, I mean, they're going the influencer or the photography route. And that's all fine and dandy, but I can't say for all of them that it's stable and it's stable income. And yeah. it's like I, the last thing that I feel that I need in my life is to seriously contemplate, geez, can I afford my rent this month? You know, I at least know with my job, I am going to get a paycheck again, that's going to allow me to pay my bills and everything like that. I don't want to have to. I'm not a good hustler. I'm not a good salesperson. I'm not, <laughs> hey, look at me. Here's my picture, people. I mean, it's just it's just not how I am. I just don't have it. And some people do have that. You know, I just don't. So I just sort of feel like um, unless it was like opportunity of a lifetime, like Nat Geo is knocking at my door, yeah. which will not happen, unfortunately. Um I, I just can't see myself, you know, doing that full time because, again, I I just don't know how stable things are in this day and age with that. I, I actually think that's one of the most alluring things about your account is that it's not forced. And like I, you can tell when, you. when your captions are put up and it's just all about that you love doing that and the photos are there. And I, yeah, it's just like there's been days like. I talk a lot about mental health on, on, on the podcast and stuff, and there's been days where I've, I've been struggling and, you know, you, everyone has them, you know, the up and down times, but there's been great moments just seeing pictures and from your account and other accounts that can kind of just ra- raise you up a bit. And I've I, I visited New York twice, and it is possibly, along with Paris, one of my most favourite places in the, in the world. Where, <laughs> I know this will be a sort of tough question, but I know that yeah. you've shot probably all across New York, but... I know you said as well, it's about the buildings and that, but is there any special particular place in New York that you would always go to to, to maybe rest or, or have some time to yourself or maybe take some photos? Is there any that you just love? Sure. <laughs> or is that hard to say? There's probably so many places. I know. I was going to say, you know, it is so difficult to say, but I, I have to say two things. I certainly have, when when I feel like we got robbed last winter, I feel like we hardly even had any snow. But I was going to say, <laughs> when when we have snow in New York, uh, there is not, I mean, it, it truly, I feel like it is magical to be in Central Park when it's snowing. It's like living in a, in a snow globe, you know, the snow globes that you shake up and they have yeah. the glitter and everything. That to me, it's like, it, it, it makes my heart pitter patter when I see snow in, in Central Park and you're just walking along and it's on the trees and people are out. I mean, it's like, I 
I find it so magical when it's snowy. And um, I also have such an appreciation and I've gotten like some of my best pictures have been in the snow in Central Park. But again, I got robbed last winter. Um, But one of my favorite places, and again, there are so many and I think it depends on your mood. But another place that I just have a special appreciation for is the West Village. I just, I love just the brownstones. It's sort of European to me, the tree-lined streets, right? It's it's just so gorgeous. And it's, I mean, sometimes it's so quiet there. Hopefully, you know, you don't get a day when you're just inundated with tourists, but it's so quiet. You you almost forget you're in New York City. Well, you know? is, that, but, is that the part where uh, we were, we were there in this, we were kind of robbed as well. We were there in December because we, it was from, oh. it was a surprise for my wife's 30th birthday. So I uh, didn't tell her that we were going and we went to see our favorite band in New York, which oh. was like unbelievable. We went to see it. It's, they're called Codeline from Ireland. And uh, we oh, went to wow. see them at the Irvine Plaza. And it was amazing. So I think, is West Village, is that where the Friends building that everyone, you know, is that West Village or am am I getting the wrong area? Oh, sorry, you just cut out just a little bit. What was I I missed that part. That's okay. Everyone that's listening will know by now the the internet rules the podcast remote (laughs) recording. So it will always go at time to time. Don't worry about that. But yeah, Yeah. is is West Village where the Friends building is? Or am I got that wrong? Yes, exactly. I know what what buildings you're talking about. They are stunning. We walked down there and it was so peaceful and... Oh, yes. Yeah, it was lovely. But we were, Isn't it lovely? We were there last December and, yeah, we were hoping for a bit of snow and we, we did walk through Central Park and we did get that <sighs> cold feeling though and yeah. you see your breath, you know, and we, we went yes. right through. We actually stayed in Harlem for a ch- uh-huh. some, something different and it was it was just brilliant. We really enjoyed the atmosphere and there's people on the street and singing and, you know, it was just great. We just... And, the whole vibe that uh, Christmas as well is just something. Oh, you know, like, I agree. It's beautiful. It's beautiful Christmas. I mean, there is even as a New Yorker. I mean, probably even as a jaded New Yorker, I love, I love, love, love Christmas time in New York. I think it is so outstanding. Like you see Rockefeller Sun. Yeah, amazing. It's like it's magical to me, and you know that's the thing about New York is that I feel like. I I mean, maybe born and raised hardened New Yorkers do end up getting sort of sick of it and they're unfazed, but I feel like I'm still so tickled by New York. It makes my heart just dance. I see the skyline, like when I'm coming back from the airport or something, and it's like, wow, I live here. You know, I do live here. It's the best city in the world to me. I mean, I just, I think it's so magnificent. We did something a little bit different uh, this time. I went and we kind of got the training rather than getting a jump out and get a taxi and over yeah. overpay and don't see anything but we decided right. to get the train and, and it was just beautiful the sun was coming down and oh, we were just arriving and it was weird because we got off the train and we bought our, our, our kind of local train ticket to get around the subway and we were just like are we here is this it's a weird yeah. for someone coming from scotland which is always raining and cold uh, you know still that same sort of feeling in new york at that time but it was such a weird feeling like i was in i was in scotland like about six hours ago, and now I'm in New York. I just and now you're in New York. I, I couldn't right? get my head around it for about a day. Yes. I was walking about in the days, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, and obviously I'd been before, but it was it's got that special feeling every time you kind of walk the streets, and I just I just can't wait That's to go it. back, and I hope to can take the kids and they can experience it because it's. Just, I know it's they, everybody has to experience New York, and I. I mean, like New York as a kid, I mean, that's just really what stuck with me all my life. And when I graduated college, I was like, you know what? I've got to get there. I mean, it's just, it's so magical. And I think for all ages and all walks of life. 
So Ashley, I wanted to ask as well about that we haven't probably we've had a few emails back and forth, didn't mention anything about sort of music, but I'd be interested to see what sort of music has inspired your photography? I know that we talked about Bob Dylan in Cameron yeah. movies, but is there any other sort of albums that have kind of maybe as you've been growing up or just inspired your photography in New York? Right. You know, that is such a great question. And that's really something I have not given much thought to. But, you know, I have to say, I feel in general, like, again, back to the Bob Dylan thing, I feel in general that I'm a bit of an old soul. I mean, I grew like my parents were hippies. So I really grew up listening to Bob Dylan and, you know, the Rolling Stones, Grateful Dead. Um, I'm blanking now on all the, the older <laughs> bands. But of course, I get like, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash. I mean, all those so I feel like even though, I mean, I guess there are some various, you know, suck and everything. Um, I feel like in a sense, it's when I think of the New York that I love or that I try to photograph, I, I guess I sort of go back or default back to like those 70s, 60s, you know, bands, rock bands. I just, there's something, I don't know. I love like listening to my iPhone, like just have my earbuds in and listening and just walking down the street. That seems to always be what I've got playing. Yeah, I love that. Like I just bought them actually, the noise, like the AirPods Pro and they've got noise, yes. noise cancellation. I just oh like, I need that for airports and so I can't cope. Game changer. Yeah, absolutely. I can't cope on the planes with the aircon and everything. But uh, yeah, I've um, I don't know. For me, um, music in New York has has been about one person, and and sadly, there's some recent allegations about what this one person, and I don't know really what's going to happen when the guy's called Ryan Adams. I'm sure you'd be aware of. Yes, I am aware. Right, yeah. I know. I've been sort of keeping up on that. His music is just like the first time I went there was just. I mean, it's been like a bookmark to my life. I've really struggled with. Um, I did a recent book that was uh, talking about songs in my life, and I really struggled whether I should put the songs in or not. But I was like, I need to try and separate the music from maybe the what's been going on. And I don't know, you know, what the latest is with him. And I know that he's been on and off on Instagram, but he's such a. a I, I just line him up with New York for me and that feeling. Yes. Some, some of his records were made at uh, the Electric Light Studios and things like that, which I, I visited and um, I was just like... Oh my gosh, yeah. It's such, it was such a blow when that all came out. You know, obviously to the if the people that were affected, that's your first thoughts are with them and it's terrible. And if, you know, it was all stuff that we're yet to kind of hear more about, but there were so many women yeah. came out and said that he'd acted terribly. Um, so, but it really put a damper on the sort of vibe that I had with him in New York, and of and, course that you like associated with New York. I yeah, it's exactly. like songs that come on, and I would skip through them. But six months, I really just couldn't bring myself to listen. I battled with it so hard, but only just recently I've kind of I heard a couple of songs, you know, like on shuffle on your your Spotify, and I'm like, oh god, yeah, that reminds me of that day in New York or this. And right. That. What was good? What was really good though, Ashley, was the last time we went was. We went to see, as I said, went to see our favourite band, Codeline, and, and they've kind of like just kind of seeped through the, the sadness of, you know, uh, kind of uh, not listening to Ryan as much and associating him with New York. So that, that was kind of a, a positive thing. But what's, I want to ask as well about, you know, obviously you talked about some of your, your bands that, you, that you've that you loved with the music growing up in, in New York and stuff like that. Yeah. But how is it, I know you've moved back at your mum's and father's at the moment. How is your sort of take on, New York now be stepping away from it in terms of like 
have you changed maybe sort of your some photos that you've been taking in local areas or have you, you listened to different sorts of music have you kind of I know you said you've been quite reflective sometimes that can change your mindset a bit is that have you yeah. found, found that at all Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I have been trying like as I'm quarantined here every day because I'm accustomed to being a crazy New Yorker and always running around and then going to the gym in New York and everything. And now it's like, of course, life is different um, and I don't have that anymore. So every day I've been trying to just go for a long walk. And with that long walk, I have to have music on. Like you said, like noise canceling, yeah. you know, earphones or like that. Um and it, it's funny that we're talking about music because I realized the other day that, you know, now that I'm not taking the subway anymore um, and I'm just not in New York, like when I would be walking around listening, you know, to music and everything, I, I basically am saying that I find myself not listening to music as much, you know, and it really struck me the other day as I was going on my walk and I thought, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard this song. I don't it was just like a random Fleetwood Mac song, I think. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wow, I haven't listened to this in so long. And it sort of got me a little bit reflective, thinking, you know, I guess I never even realized, even though it was I, I did it every day, jumping on the subway and listening, in a sense, how important that was for me and sort of like cathartic because I'm thinking to myself, I don't do that anymore, except for when I'm going for like this half an hour walk. So I sort of feel like and again, I mean, maybe this is a good thing that I just kind of put my phone on shuffle, you know, and listen to everything. And I almost had a new appreciation for all the music that I was just constantly like repeating and listening to on the subways, because again, I've been just without it for so long, you know? So I don't think that my tastes have necessarily changed, but I feel in a sense like I have found this sort of newfound appreciation for the music that I had always listened to almost sort of mindlessly, yeah, that's kind of, you just hit the, the sort of feeling I was trying to get. Sometimes I've got something in my head, but it doesn't always come out, but you kind of touched on it there. It's just like you you kind of find out and listen a bit more than you did before, maybe because of the new right. lifestyle. And I find that I've yeah. been hearing things on tracks. That I'm like, oh God, I didn't know there was a, a drum sound there or a guitar bit yes. there. Because like, you've got that peace and serenity and, and, and things around you. So it'll be weird to, I'll be interested to kind of catch up with you once you go back to New York and how that might change I again. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of nervous. Like I'm thinking to myself, like now it's to the point where I'm like, I walk down a street and I see someone on the other side of the you know street. And I'm like, why are they out? I hope that they don't have the virus. You know, yeah. they shouldn't be here. And I'm thinking, what? Am I, what rude awakening will I be in when I go back to New York in a city of like, you know, 8 million people? Um, but no, I, it's, it's funny because what I think it is too, again, back to like the, you sort of, I, I guess sort of have these epiphanies and you're much more introspective is that I feel in a sense um, in New York, for me at least, it's, it's almost like you're on autopilot, right? It's yeah. like I get up, I rush, I get my coffee, I walk to the train, I get on the train, you know, I put my music on, I get to work. Da, da, da. And it's almost like you just don't stop to think about it. And now it's like, okay, yes, my lifestyle is a little different, but it gives you time just to sort of contemplate things and just slow down and breathe a little bit. And again, have, yes, an appreciation for like the music that you really never thought much about, or like you said, 
said, it's just like, wow, this is a great track. Like, yeah. how did I never realize that before? I, I, there's a song by a Welsh band uh, called uh, Stereophonics called Hurry Up and Wait. And I just love this the sentiment of the song. And that kind of always reminds me of New York as well, that you hurry up, you rush, you rush around to get everywhere, then you end up just waiting because it's so busy. Seriously. And, <laughs> it's just like, hurry up and wait. It's like... Hurry up and wait. That's I can't remember exactly. on the line. I think hurry it's up. wait to get there. And you, when you get there, you wonder why you ended up waiting, what you ended up waiting for or something it is. Like, I can't remember the... I'll send you the link to the song and you can... No, seriously, you, you should. <laughs> but it's so true, right? I mean, it's just so true. It's like, I, I remember I used to complain all the time to my mom. I'd be like, you know, I got up so early to go to work. I was down at the subway station at <laughs> 6.30, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, I rushed out the door, you know, I could hardly catch my breath. And I'm sitting there at the subway platform waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's like, you know, there comes, I guess, in probably many of the major cities, you know, the point where it's like, no matter what I do, I can do everything. I can wake up at 530. I can shower quickly, you know, run off to the train, blah, blah, blah. But there's so much that you can't control, and there's just nothing you can do about it, you yeah. know. So it's just like you kind of just have to throw it up and say, "All right, you know, it is what it is. What can I do?" So Ashley, before we sort of kind of finish up, I honestly could speak to you all night long, but then I know you'll have to get up for work again soon. So <laughs> I just wanted to find out before we kind of finish up, what's your vision? I know that things are a bit kind of unstable with your home and in in your life at the moment but obviously in in one way you're nice and peaceful and uh, relaxing there but what's the what's the vision or what's the hope for the next uh well getting back into new york what, what what's your next steps what are you looking forward to doing again or what's your sure. hopes and dreams for the next six months up to a year yes no thank you um that's a great question well you know it's interesting that you say that because yes i feel in a sense even though it's very peaceful and and everything is great and it's like Narnia here with the birds in the lake. Um, I can't help but feel, especially too, because again, this just started out as a weekend trip and I ended up, you know, <laughs> here I am three months later, right? With like one pair of shoes. But um, you can't help but feel just a little displaced. And it's sort of weird because it's not only feeling somewhat displaced, like, okay, I'm not living in, you know, the city that I love and the city that I have an apartment in and everything like that, but it's also seeing right what's what's happening you know what's happening in the world but what's happening in new york so what's happening in my city and you know i'm not there so it's it sort of leaves me with these sort of weird or i i guess again this sentiment of you know i miss new york and i miss sort of what my life is there but I miss the New York that I knew, right? Yeah. So I, I, and I mean, we all probably, you know, our lives have changed. So it's sort of like when I think about the things that I miss and the, the things that I can't wait to get back to, I really have to stop and think and say, well, wait a second again, you know, am I going to be running off to the gym to do a spin class? Probably not. <laughs> you know, am I going to be running off, you know, for Sunday brunch? I don't know. I mean, right. I mean, these yeah. things that you just have to think about. So it's sort of like, I guess I look forward to the time if, if we ever can feel maybe safe again, um, I look forward to the day where, yes, I can just get back probably not even to, Oh my gosh, you know, I can't wait to go and take pictures of this and that and this and that. I really feel in a sense, I can't wait to just get back to almost the simplicity and just being able to appreciate you know, being back in the city that I love and that I feel like I've been displaced from now for three months and who knows? I mean, maybe it will be fall. I'm not sure, but, you know, I miss the New York that I knew and I just hope that 
that eventually will still be in existence and I'll be able to sort of reconnect to that and to somewhat the life that I knew, if that's even possible. Ashley, that is the perfect way to kind of end our chat, I think, just talking about life and making sure that we look after one another as well, but also you reconnect with what you had before and don't forget that because I think that... uh, Obviously, we've been at home quite a long time. Uh, yeah. Some of us have more than others. And I know that people are shielding and some people have not been out of the house for 10 weeks. So for your mental health as well, I think it's really important that Absolutely. some of the people listen, obviously, to what Ashley says and, and, and think about their own lives, about when they go back and maybe appreciating the beauty and things a little bit more and, and not being in such a, a rush with life. Rush. Just to step, and step back and look at the beauty. I mean... You go back to New York, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, it might be quite emotional uh, for you to get back there and be in your normal surroundings yeah. again. So, but Ashley, I just want to thanks, say thank you. Uh, for people who don't know, Ashley has uh, finished work and, and come on and chatted all the way America to Scotland, Aww. which is, I really appreciate you. you taking the time. Honestly, uh, on Hand of My Heart, it's just one of my favourite Instagram accounts, uh, NY Roma. I'll get the links out so people can check out your amazing photography and hopefully it'll can touch Aww. people like it's, it's touched me. It's absolutely superb. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us and take care Thank and you. we'll catch up soon, hopefully. Thank you so much for your kind words. It was an honour to be here. I really appreciate that. If one person can look at my pictures like you, Lee, and, and say that, that means the world to me. I'm truly appreciative. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Talk Tonight podcast. Thanks so much for listening to all the episodes so far in season one. We are coming to the end. We've got a few more lined up. If you want to check out Ashley's page, it's at NYRomer on Instagram, and I will forward the links out across the socials as this podcast goes out. You can listen across all platforms, and thanks to everyone who's left a review and shared a comment so far. It means a lot. Take care and see you soon.